Welcome to Nexa Talk. We're talking about product proliferation and accessibility. Asset and wealth managers are constantly reevaluating product lineups and adjusting to meet investor demands. Let's learn how some industry leaders are tackling product strategies. You're listening to Nixa Talk, a show aimed at providing building blocks for best practice implementation to executives in the global asset management industry. Nixa Talk features targeted content from Nixa's live webinar programming. More content for your on-the-go, easy listening can be found at nixa.org. I'm Allison Lovett, your Nixa host, and on today's show, we're talking with some of today's leading innovators in the asset management industry about their product strategy for 2019 and beyond. We are joined by Scott Brady, head of U.S. Product Development and Strategy at Columbia Threadneedle, Phil Kolb, Managing Director and Head of Product Group Services at Morgan Stanley, and Kirk Reed, Senior Vice President and Head of Operations at Oppenheimer Funds. Jim Fitzpatrick, President of Nixa, is moderating the discussion. You know, as we know, asset and wealth managers are constantly reevaluating product lineups and adjusting to meet investor demands. Uh, can the three of you share your firm's approach to addressing current trends with regard to product? Kirk, you had some initial thoughts on our prep calls. Would you would you like to start the conversation? Yeah, I'm happy to. Um, you know, Scott and Phil are, are clearly very close to to the the, the product world, um, so they'll have to keep me a little bit honest on on this and and see if I kind of hit the mark. But I think kind of at the macro level, it comes down to what value and what outcome are we trying to deliver? You know, to a client. Um, and, and as an asset manager, how are we being held accountable to that? Uh, you know, clearly clients still invest for absolute and relative return, but it's so much deeper than that. And um, we really need to understand the problems that clients have and how we can help them solve those and build solutions around that. It's, it's not really a product discussion anymore. It's really more of a solution discussion. Uh, and this, this means, you know, being able to kind of take all of these uh, component parts, put them together to provide that solution, but then also explain it to a client in a way that says, okay, you, you know, you had this challenge, you had this problem, you needed this outcome, and here how, here's how we've delivered against that. And, and so that takes a little bit uh, more uh, kind of, of a different dialogue with a client, a much deeper understanding of your client, um, and also uh, even just going back to the operations component, how do you report back on that, and, and how do you demonstrate where you've, uh, where you've added value? So this kind of solutions and, and problem solving, is it's been there, it's been out there, it's not new, but I think it's picking up speed and it's becoming much more important. I, I think the other thing is, even if you, know, you have that, there's also this kind of access thing that, that we need to talk about. And, you know, sophisticated and institutional clients, you know, has, have historically had access to um, products that have uncorrelated returns, you know, alternatives and private equity, private debt, et cetera. So I think it, it, as we look forward, we need to be thinking about how do you provide access to maybe some of these more alternative investments uh, that have the uncorrelated returns uh, to a broader population. Uh, you and I don't necessarily have access to all of that. And obviously there's education that comes around that. There's liquidity challenges we got to think about. But being able to give clients access to an uncorrelated return different than what they have today, I think, is 
is something of the future. And then, you know, the final thing is just product rationalization. I think, you know, we've seen consolidation in the industry in terms of firm consolidation, but product consolidation and rationalization is, is also very, very prevalent. So you've got to make sure you've got a differentiated um, uh, solution and product uh, out there that's meaningful to the marketplace. But I'd certainly be interested to hear Phil and Scott if, if that hits the mark from, from you guys being so, so close to the center of it. Yeah, Scott, what are your thoughts? So I, I'll start out by saying that I 100% agree with Kirk. Um, you know, I guess I'll, I'll look at this really from, from two lenses, uh, both from the, the, the chair that I'm in now as well as the, the, uh, the 12 years that I, I spent on the, on the other side of the wall. Um, and I, I can summarize it best, I think, uh, by noting uh, that the, I think that the vast number of intermediaries out there um, or at the very least, some of the intermediaries out there have made it very, very clear that they don't want more stuff. They've got plenty of stuff. They want the right stuff. And, and, and it really, that, that's where firms like ours have an opportunity to really come back to the table, um, be able to articulate what our value prop is, and find the right ways where we can align ourselves with intermediaries, with financial advisors, in order to be able to meet the needs that Kirk described. Um, and I think that, that really is the, the, the next evolution for, for the industry to go, is to, to move away from things that, that are solely focused on a package and collectively move towards something that is much more solutions and outcome-based. Uh, and more importantly, that it's solutions and outcome-based on a personalized basis so that three of us sitting in a room together can have three different sets of needs, objectives, and risk characteristics, and for that, we each get our own personalized thing. Uh, and that's something that, uh, that we as an industry have an opportunity to develop together. Um, and so as, as we engage intermediaries and we engage financial advisors, I mean, we, we feel very, very strongly about establishing, maintaining, and developing those partnerships that I just highlighted with home offices and with advisors. We want to sit on the same side of the table as them. We want to help them uh, bring forward client success because we know that that means success for, for all that are supporting it. Uh, and that really is a, a, a key driver for us. So we focus on the things that we're good at um, and we look to find ways to uh, align those things with needs that we hear directly from home offices, advisors, and clients uh, to really help bring them forward. On a related note, um, and Kirk touched on this as well, you know, everything that I just highlighted it, it, to me is uh, kind of the, the next phase of evolution for the industry, as I highlighted um, in my earlier comments. However, the one thing that, that we still seem to be stuck on is the manner in which we report these things. So we, we've evolved from a transaction-based industry uh, into one that has gone from fee-based and now is, is becoming more and more focused on goals-based. But our reporting uh, is still very much tied to transactional. Um, and I think, I think as part of the movement from a transactional business where folks had a goal of beating a particular benchmark, as that goal moves towards something that is very personal for them, whether it's having a certain amount of income or having a certain amount of assets or, um, you know, having, um, having a, a, a reliable um, stream of income through distributions as well as dividends, whatever their need is, retirement, college, you name it, um, 
in order for us to really be able to get to that next level, we need to be able to report on these things uh, just as well as, uh, as we have done historically with comparison investment performance to a benchmark. Scott, just a follow-up question. How, how far away do you think we are as an industry from uh, evolving the client reporting, as you say, you know, given more of the outcome or goal-based investing strategies? I think the, the good news here is that, that we're, we're talking about it as, as an industry quite a bit, which, which is the, the great first step here. Uh, and there are some firms that, uh, that have started to incorporate uh, these types of things as part of their report outs to clients. Um, so, so I think, I think there, there are po- pockets of firms that, that are able to do this and have begun to incorporate this as part of their practice um, as, a, as goals become more and more front and center as part of the, the firm mantra and the things that their clients are looking for. Um, so then it really evolves to, um, you know, what, what role can organizations like mine help to play in continuing to evolve that reporting? Um, and, and those that, that may not sit in the role of an intermediary um, or an investment manager, are there opportunities to help raise the bar for the industry in total and really help evolve any of the evaluation of any type of investment um, away from a, a benchmark towards something that is um, more in line with the conversations that clients have with advisors today? You know, clients are not going into their advisor, generally, going into their advisor and asking to be the benchmark anymore whereas they may have done that 20 years ago. They're now coming in with very specific goals in mind. Uh, and I think that it's incumbent on us to be able to align our reporting with the way that the advisors are, are uh, aligning themselves with the requests the clients provide. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Phil, as the, as the resident broker-dealer representative on our panel, I know everybody's interested in your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, listen. I think the, the conversation that Scott led us into, I thought, was was was, you know, was was un, unbelievably spot on. Um, a great point to pick it up from. Uh, you know, I think I'll say I'll say two things. Perhaps on, on one level, I think clearly from a Morgan Stanley perspective, and, and how we want to be able to be attractive to a wide range of clients, and and. And, and still be effective as to, you know, wh- where we think, you know, our value proposition is. We want to be able to create products that, that make sense based on on either client need or client choice, right? So we want to be able to have something that you can do, uh, you know, let's talk about some of these advisory models and, 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 and some of this goals-based investing type scenarios that we've been discussing, you know, for, for a little bit of time now. Um, and, and we want to make, on one level, we'd like to make it almost self-service, you know, so that if that's the methodology that you want to interact with your investment firm, that's your choice. We want to be able to perhaps give you some type of pooled, uh, you know, advice channel where it might not be direct, but it, but it, but it, but it, but it might be effective when you have questions. And then we obviously want to have, you know, kind of the full-service advisor model, which we've traditionally grown up in. And even further beyond that, we want to be able to segment, you know, our, our super affluent or, or, or our ultra-high net worth clients from the rest. So, so we want to be able to play and bundle the right product and bundle the right experience across, the, across that spectrum. But I think where, where Scott just was in, in, in kind of evolving that reporting, you know, I think in, in, in many ways – 
the investment experience has been over time. You know, somebody goes to their advisor, you know, give, gives them, you know, their 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 money to invest, and 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 the interaction has been, hey, look how I did versus the market, or hey, I provided you X amount of returns, as if it's a one-sided. Uh, balance sheet, just the advisor being able to take that money and then somehow meet the, you know, the client's needs. And I think as you wind up, and I alluded to it earlier a bit as, as, as some of the focus that we've got, trying to have a more holistic conversation with the client about managing all of their wealth, you know, managing both the asset and the liability side, you may wind up in a conversation where, hey, it's more of a an agreement, a contract, if you will, between the advisor and the client that I'll take care of your investing, but in order to reach these goals, you need to make sure that you're spending, you know, at a particular rate and that you're saving at a particular rate. And the future state of this is going to obviously be conversations that happen with the advisor that says, hey, I may not have met your goal, but that might be because you're spending at a number that you didn't agree to when we first set out you know, on this path. So I, I think the conversation and the manner in which we start to deliver these investment services is going to change pretty significantly over the, over the coming years, right? Just, just because of the, the nature of, of the business now it has clearly evolved from, you know, somebody buying and selling stocks or funds or whatever to actually having a portfolio based on their lifestyle, based on their goals, wrapped with, you know, the, the other parts of their lifestyle, and most notably their spending and, and, and saving trends. So that, that's where we see the, the conversation going and, and, the, and, and, the, and the technology and the, and the support and all of that is going to have to evolve with it. You've been listening to Nixa Talk, expert panels discussing today's most compelling asset management issues. Nixa is a trade association and support of professionals within the global financial community. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed or follow us on Twitter at Nixon News. Access to the complete live programming, including CE credits, is available to Nixon members. For information on how your firm can become a Nixon member, please visit nixa.org and view our membership page. For over 50 years, Nixa has been connecting global asset management participants to discuss and develop industry best practices. Join the conversation today.